This is On the Block with Stricken Nate. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. And Hokie Homer turned Husker, Nathan Brennan. Everyone knows that I'm the smartest person here. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Nate. It's official. Here, we'll go ahead and turn it off. It is official. <laughs> you know what it is. Here we go. Give it a second. Here we go. If you were around, how you was, where you could be found. Told them you were living downtown. It's a ticket Tuesday. Because there it is. On Ticket Tuesday, boys are back in town. Not Taco Tuesday. Not Taco Tour. The Ticket Tuesday. The Ticket Tuesday. That is right. You heard it correctly. The boys are officially back in town after a little bit of a hiatus. Strick back in studio. Good to have him back. I'm Nate Brennan. Eric Strickland, the Husker Hall of Famer, nine-year NBA vet. We want to hear from you. 402-464-5685. Honda Lincoln Hotline. Starter Amen Text Line. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter. You can catch us on all of those platforms as well. Strick, as always, we are brought to you by... Mary Ellen's. Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul, 27th and Pine Lake. Head on over if you're heading back for maybe a late lunch, early dinner. Head on over to Mary Ellen's. Check out Charles and the staff. Let them know that we sent you. I promise you they'll hook you up with whatever you want. Catfish, wings, ribs, whatever it may be. The sweet potatoes. I know Strick loves the sweet potatoes. Mm -hmm. Whatever it may be, I promise you they will uh, hook you up. Charles and his staff. They they got some good stuff over there. Again, 402-464-5685. Honda Lincoln Hotline, Saturday and Text Line. Strick, before we get into our conversation, how's your trip? It's good good to have you back. It it feels like it's been forever. Yeah, listen, I, I am back in the building. It is a great day. On Ticket Tuesday to be back. You see us represented. You see the Stricky 21. I had to do it because I'm back in the house. Uh, (laughs) I tried to get one. Man, listen. I would have. Listen, listen, listen. I was on my way to Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. Oh, really? I was going to head down, have me a little cigar. Maybe a little early Thirsty Thursday. There you go. Strix picks. Listen. What happened was I made a stop to get some new, some tires, because winter's coming. Yeah, and you were telling me that you had one that blew one out. One that blew out. Yeah. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and do it all. Stopped by, saw my boy Kurt for a minute. I had a situation. I had locks on the car. They busted them the first time on the blow. And on the locks, I went over and saw my boy at A1 Automotive, Kurt. Oh, nice. You nice. go over there. Shout, shout out, out to A1 Automotive. Yeah, that's right. Went over there and hollered at Kurt for a second. He's he, and, and I'm thinking I'm going to have to blow out the uh, other locks. And Kurt says, wait a second, Stricky. He's like, no, I've seen that lock. It's somewhere here. I said, listen, I was going to go and pay to get the locks burst off. This is how good, this is how good <laughs> being back on the block is. <laughs> that's right. I go over there to A1. Shout he says, I know A1 where Auto. it's at. He says, I've seen it. 
you know, you brought your car over here before. You, you know, we we hooked you up, and I I used it. I said, okay, cool. He does a little search, a little search, and he comes up with the lock. Nice. Now I had a delay at the other place. <laughs> End up at a one. Got the lock taken off. Got the tires put on. But that stopped me from going down. To Mary. To Mary. Oh, I was disappointed. Well, that's all but right. But it's okay. I'll that's make it why, up. That's why I'll everyone else has to make it up. Head on yeah. over to Mary Ellen's. Tell Charles that uh, Strick wanted some Mary Ellen's and I couldn't did. get any. So I, it's up to you guys. Do now. it for me. That's right. Do it for Strick. Again, I'll say it one more time. 402-464-5685. Going to have interesting conversations today. Lots to talk about. NFL talk. Nebraska talk, obviously, as we get ready for Purdue. Shootout with Strick. Steve Sipple's going to join us as well in the second hour. Lots of things to talk about. And Strick, I'll just kind of open it up. Um, we're going to break down Purdue a little bit today. And the first question that I have, and I've been asking a lot of people, people that I interact with, is you look at what happened to this fan base, team, coaching staff, whatever you want to say over these past two games. Like, it seems like there's a little bit of a resurgence. Mm. However you want to interpret that, I'm not going to say Nebraska's back, but I think more than anything, you had a fan base that was maybe not giving up, but it was a weird feel. Like, that something wasn't right. I think you got some energy back. You got some optimism back. There's, there's a buzz. There's an excitement. What would this win against Purdue mean for the program? Because, again, there are the critics out there that keep saying, why are you celebrating beating Rutgers? Why are you celebrating beating Indiana? Listen, the, the current state of the program, take what you can get. Mm -hmm. A win is a win. It's a Big Ten win. Mm -hmm. You're tied at first to the Big Ten West. Purdue is no joke. Like, P Purdue, they're not, I don't think, what they were anticipated to be being a ranked team to start the season. But Purdue is a good football team. Mm -hmm. They have a very good quarterback. They have a good defense. This is not a team that you can just pass by, like let's say, like you did, like Indiana Rutgers. Yeah. A win against Purdue on the road. What does this mean for the entire program? Well, first of all, let's just start with this. You can tell the difference of the atmosphere. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. I was there in Ireland and I witnessed the energy, mm. the joy, right. the happiness the inspiration of the upcoming season. Right. We all did. Yeah. And I saw the heartbreak, the lull of spirit. I saw it with my own eyes. Matter of fact, walking home from that stadium, because I, I actually, walking back to the hotel, we literally stayed right down the street. We walked, I'm talking about a couple blocks we were right. at the stadium. Right. But walking back, the somber, the look on the faces, the disappointment, you felt it, and I'm pretty sure that either people were drinking in their sorrows, <laughs> but there was no frosty mug, oh, no you know, clanking, no clanking oh, like me and wow. <laughs> like me and, and Jake. <laughs> Jake was thinking about doing right. There was none of that. So then you were had hope. You were hoping to come back. You still kind of struggled. There was right. still kind of a little apprehension, but you North were happy Dakota to get away. North Dakota looked weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You came down. There was excitement. I'm telling you, the, I, I was there. Remember, we had the 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 situation at um, we were at where we had uh, we were at Barry's. We had a yeah. um, we had a show at Barry's. Had a remote out there. Yeah, we're at Barry's, and the doggone Southern, um, Georgia, Georgia Southern. Southern fans, they were just like, well, you know, we're just here. You know, we just <laughs> we're to come coming on. to party. Yeah, yeah, we're just coming to have a good time. And you know, there was excitement in the air, and then to watch that. So both of those feelings after the Oklahoma yeah. game, because I was at that game as well. Oklahoma game was I deflating. was at the yeah. tailgate, 
and it was so deflating. Yeah. So you go from that to now doing something you haven't done in a long time, yeah. you haven't seen in a long time, which is two wins in a row, and you beat two Big Ten opponents yes. for the first time <laughs> in like five years. Right. So you have those things going. Now you have a chance. So, so the conversation should be, one, we're the underdog. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But two, we've got a chance to do something unique that no one has done in years. Right. Do that. You're, you're, no one believes in you. Everybody thinks you're not capable. You beat a couple of scrubs. Yeah. Like, yeah. So just go out and do something on the road again that nobody believes. And you just keep building up that process. That's what I think has to be done, man. I, I really do. I think that that's the, that's the goal of each week. Each game is, is, is an important game, not just the Purdue game, but each game is an important game that they must look at to say, this is just a part of the process of stepping up and rebuilding, revamping, and getting the, 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 the program back mm-hmm. to uh, not, not prominence, but to, you know, likability or something. You know, just feeling good about it. The fact that, I mean, that. simply put that Nebraska's here. I mean, how many times have we looked, like, uh, looked over the past couple of years and it's just like, ah, uh, Nebraska – they're kind of on the same playing field as an Indiana or Rutgers. Right now. Like that like that that is usually how teams are viewing Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And for once like why can't we be a part of the discussion with the Minnesotas, the Iowas? Why not Illinois? Right. Illinois is ranked. What and you you're going to host in in two weekends you're going to host Illinois at home. That's what that so for right? that part man, yeah. that's why I think it's important. I think it's important to go into the Illinois game on riding a higher horse than feeling like I have to. There's a different type of tension that comes with they're coming back home as opposed to we went on the road, we took care of business, that's three in a row. They're coming into our building. Off a bye, too. Yeah. yeah. You see what I'm saying? Now that's a different feel than coming into it like with a have to type of mentality. Because if you want to get to a bowl game, you can't drop Purdue and drop Illinois with Iowa and Wisconsin down the board. With with Minnesota, you're facing Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin, and Michigan. Michigan. Now, you don't want to go to the end trying to get a bowl game with half-twos in that. You want to put some, you know, what what, do you want to put some, uh, uh, some dollars in the vault? You want to put some money in the bank. Right. These are opportunities to put money in the bank that just puts you closer to your end goal, which right. is you want a ball game met for especially for Mickey. Mickey wants a coaching job. You want to be able to put this money in the bank. And, and it's interesting, too, is like you, you talk about making a bowl game. And I, I think a big thing, too, is we, we hear the coaches, Mickey Joseph, Mark Whipple, all of them. They're talking about competing in the Big Ten West, winning the Big Ten West. And they'd say it's a game at a time. Well, it has been. Now Nebraska sits at 2-1 and one at the top of the Big Ten West. I think something like a team against Purdue is this was a team before the season that had votes to win the Big Ten West. Where we currently sit, they have a win over Minnesota, who we both were high on, especially when they were ranked. Like, this is one of those teams that not only is it confidence, like, this is a statement. Like, this is one of those games that you can look at, like, Everyone can poo-poo and say whatever they want about the Rutgers game, the Indiana game, whatever have you. Like, 
once you make a statement that not only are you competitive, but you can beat the teams like Purdue, that's when you're on notice. That's when you have confidence. And that's when we can seriously have a discussion and sit here and say, you know what? The Big Ten West isn't out of reach. Mm-hmm. Why Why would it be? Mm-hmm. Like, like, je- like je- if you can beat a team like Purdue on the road, that is a statement. Yeah. That's a statement. Yeah. You just, you, you really got to do just the things that um, you were hoping to be strong points in your uh, on your team this year. You got to do those right. things, which is your Garrett Nelsons, your Oshawn Mathis, your Caleb Tatters. You, you were hoping that they would be pieces – to be able to drive, um, uh, creating trouble, wreaking havoc in the backfield, right? You're hoping your Steven wins and, and, and you know, your right. Ty Robinsons and, and the likes of them, even your Colton Feast now, to be able to, you know, just shore up some things on the inside, right? You are hoping your linebackers – so your defense is really going to be called upon to do yeah. something. You created probably a nickel situation that would fit – this game perfectly because they are going to throw the ball. Yeah, they. I mean, what? I think they only had like twenty-seven rushing yards. In yeah, the last well, I game. actually, yeah, I have a, a little nugget, a couple nuggets for you here, Strick. The Boilermakers they have not allowed a one hundred yard rusher this season, mm-hmm. which is very interesting to me. And and I think for Nebraska to be successful, they got to run the ball. It's built around them running the ball and Anthony Grant being successful. But on top of that, Purdue did have back to back one hundred yard rushing games. They had 13 against Maryland. Yeah. 13. And then O'Connell was sacked five times, minus 31. Um, there you go. total for his rushing. I think that like that right there, what we just said, is the key to success. If Facts. you can break the mold and you can rush for 100 yards, yeah. and if you can get pressure on Aiden O'Connell and stop the run. That's it. That's that, that is it. The, 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 the defensive scheme, I would say – to be watching for in this Bill Bush uh, prepared game as the defensive coordinator now is bend, but don't break. Yeah. Yeah. Because listen, they're, they're, they're going to get the ball out quick because they know they've experienced sacks. So they know you're going to be trying to dial up some stuff. So they're going to be trying to prepare things, uh, you know, some, uh, some quick slants and, and some drags and different things like that to try to get guys moving, mm-hmm. you know, sideways to get the ball in their hands. Right. Uh, maybe some screens, some flares, different things like that to try to get the ball to guys, playmakers early. To Because what has Nebraska struggled with? Tackling, yeah. right? So you want to get the ball in these guys' hands quickly to to take two, three, four-yard potential catches and make them 14 20. You know, that's what I think their game plan is going to be. So tackling, being around the ball, being disciplined, getting hands up, closing down passing lanes. Uh, If you can't get there, find out where the angle he's trying to – those types of things, discipline-wise, defensively, is what they're going to need to do, I think, to be successful. And I think they have to sack them three-plus times. I agree. They have to sack them three-plus times or have at least five to eight hurries in order to be successful in this game. If not, you cannot give Aiden O'Connell the kind of time that you gave Halinski and, and, you know, the kind of time – freaking Georgia Southern. Right. You know what I'm saying? The, you can't do that. If you do that with this team, it's going to be trouble. But it, they, they need to do that in this game. And those five sacks that they had last game, it isn't that Maryland's a freaking juggernaut on the defensive line in their front. Why not us? Right. You know what I mean? 
That's the way I And what's it. also interesting, too, is when you look at the Big Ten West, and I keep bringing that up because it's such a fascinating situation. If Nebraska were to beat Purdue and then Illinois, there's a three-way tie for first in the Big Ten West right now. Illinois, Purdue, Nebraska. Purdue and Nebraska go up against each other this week. Illinois has Minnesota. And you and I have both been very high on Minnesota this season. So not only is this a situation where, again, you make yourself closer to bowl eligibility, you go above 500, all that, blah, blah, blah. Like you, there is an opportunity for Nebraska to sit alone in the Big Ten West. And we talk about being in the driver's seat. What better driver's seat than to be first? You control your own destiny. At, at that point, like, there, yes. You, you, yes. Yes. It's in your hands. Road game against Purdue is available. Why? You have more than just the fact that you're going on the road and the fact that them, Illinois, and you sit atop of the West. You have more than that. They've skated on you the last few years. There's games you should have beat them that you did not close the deal on. Last Shut year, the door. Last year's the perfect example. Shut the door. You've got that's the, those are the things that I'm thinking about. You've got you owe them. This isn't just a – it's a regular game, but you also owe them. You know, they they broke your heart a couple of times coming in here and doing – they don't have a bail anymore. No. They don't have nobody that super caliber type of receiver. No. They don't have a running game. So, on all facets, don't turn the ball over again. That's what got them in trouble in this last game. Don't turn the ball over. Bend but don't break. Don't give up big plays. Make them beat you and methodically march down the field because passing game teams are going to give you more possession time in most instances if you can run the ball than they're going to actually have over you. So those are the things and key components in this specific game. Make them beat you and make him make throws challenged, hurried in situations. And you may create situations like you did where you got three interceptions in the in, in the in the latter set of trying to close out that game last week. Yeah, and I'm just looking at Purdue here to just kind of get a better idea. So they lost to Penn State uh, first game of the season at home. Penn State would now jump up to be 10th in the country. Blown out, uh, blew out Indiana State. Lost to Syracuse, who's now a ranked team. Beat FAU by two points mm. at home. Mm-hmm. Had a scare against FAU. Had that impressive win against Minnesota. And then last week they beat Maryland 31-29. to I have my own opinions on Maryland. A lot of people don't agree with me. But I, I think you just look at the current situation and you just look at how it, how it works out. Like, Purdue, Purdue is beatable. I see it. Like this is this, like it is a beatable game, and, I, and that's the thing is like we look at Purdue four and two, a lot of hype before the season. Like I, I just and we talk, we look at the Vegas odds too. I don't know. I like going into it underdog. Let's talk about it. I do too. We'll talk about that next. We got to take a quick break. We'll be right back on the block. Answer your send the ticket.